I've really, really enjoyed this series. I think it's, it's just, you know, for me personally, it's really spoken to me a lot. Uh, very exciting times for the church this year. And, you know, just don't underestimate what God can do. Don't underestimate. Yeah. Elijah, he believed everything he did was a first. Yeah. Everything he did had not been done before. Speaking to a king, you know, transforming the weather, the dead being raised, the fire falling, all these things had never been done before. He couldn't go to an example and say, oh, well, they did it, so I can do it. The only place he could go to was his relationship with God and being led by the Spirit. And today we're going to read a passage of scripture from 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 46. It says this, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. Everybody say, the sound, sound. of rain. rain. Look at someone say, I hear the sound, hear the sound. Of, the of the abundance of rain. Come on, look at four or five people say, I hear the sound, hear the sound. of the abundance of rain. <laughs> so Ahab went up and he ate and drank. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel. Can you see again? Ahab obeyed Elijah. Yeah. I mean, what is it about Elijah's words that made the man that wanted to kill him just say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every time you'd think that Ahab would take the opportunity and wipe Elijah out, which is what they keep wanting to do. But when it comes to it, Elijah turns up. Greater is he that's in you than anything you face in this world. And when you turn up in the, in the presence of God, filled with God, being led by the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter what stands before you, God will turn the heart of the king, the Bible says. The God will turn any situation. When we turn up led by the Spirit, with the Word of God in our hearts, with the Word of God in our mouths, the situation around us has got to transform. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So Elijah, yes sir, went up and he ate and drank. And Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel, then he bowed down to the ground, put his face between his knees and said to his servants, now go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing. And seven times Elijah said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud. <laughs> there is a cloud. As small as a man's hand it's coming out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab, he got on his chariot, the king's chariot with the horses and he rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and he ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, your word is anointed. Your word is full of power. Your word is creative. Your word, Lord, your word says you sent your word and it healed people. It brought freedom and deliverance. So, Father, as we lay hold of your word today, thank you, Spirit of God, for opening our hearts and our minds to reveal God's word in us and through us. Lord, into our personal situations, into our lives. We thank you for transformation today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. Come on, let's say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Today I want to be speaking on the drought is over. Come on, in Jesus' name. Just three or four points today, very quickly. The first point from this incredible passage is this. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if that's it, then we can go home happy today. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. God will often prove his presence by sticking us in an impossible situation, the place where you can't see anything. The place where it appears like nothing's happening. Elijah's this incredible man. He walked by faith. He poured on, on the offering, on the word, soaked it, just to prove a point. You know, before the oil was poured out, in abundance, he used up the last bit of oil. I, mean, I love this man. <laughs> Don't you love him? He's going, well, you know, if there's going to be a breakthrough, let's, let's have a real one. Let's not fake this. Let's not have this, oh, well, was that God? Was it not God? No, let's, let's beyond any shadow of any doubt. If the fire's going to fall, let's saturate everything so no one can say he had a secret Bunsen burner going on underneath. If the oil's going to flow, let's make sure there's nothing left. I love it. I love this man's faith. I love the fact that he was totally reliant upon the word of God and what God said. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when I can sense God's doing something, but I just can't see it yet. Yeah. Ever been there? Yeah. I know God's moving. I know God's doing something. Perhaps it's something new. Yeah. I know this is a new day. I know there's, there's something new going on. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know. I can't see it. I can't feel it, but I've just got that sense on the inside. Yeah. You know, some people out there in the world called it a hunch. <laughs> I've got this hunch on the inside. Oh, I've just got a hunch I've got to go and do something. I've got a hunch I've got to, you know, feel something. Now, I don't know where their hunches come from. Could come from what somebody said or what they've seen on TV or whatever. But I know where my hunches come from. My hunches come from the Word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside. And it's not a hunch. It's a still, small voice. It's something on the inside that says, rain's coming. Yep. Something on the inside that says, here's your breakthrough. <laughs> this is my breakthrough. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. In fact, we've got a lot of new songs coming in this year. And I want to encourage you. We're singing stuff for a reason in yeah. Jesus' name. Right. We're singing, this is my breakthrough. Well, it may be my breakthrough, but it ain't yours if you're singing it like that. But dear God, this is my breakthrough. What you say is what you get. And how you say it is how much of it you get. Tap the ground once, you get one little breakthrough. Keep on whacking it, you won't fail. Come on, this is my breakthrough. This is, this is my breakthrough in Jesus' name. The praise band came to me through Ben. <laughs> ben, the whole lot didn't turn up, but you know, it's sort of, you know, we want to sing this song. And they don't normally ask, but this one is like, do we, don't we? And it was, 
dancing in the rain. The one we've just sung. And I heard it and I thought, oh, wow, couldn't be more right for what I believe God's got for us this year. Dancing in the rain. Not, I'm dancing in the rain or whatever it is. Not that one. I can't whistle while I'm smiling. I can't do it now. I I can't go there now. But yeah. Dancing in the rain. Breakthrough. Elijah was a man who could sense it even though he couldn't see it. But that didn't matter. You see, Elijah knew that when he sensed something, it was real. It was real. You can depend on it. You can stand on it. You can go to the bank with it. It was strong enough on the inside of him that he said, Ahab, you better get your chariot ready. You better go out and have some food and drink because you've got a long journey ahead of you because there's about to be a flood. And I want to prophesy today, flood is coming in Jesus' name. I'm not just talking about City Gate Church. I'm talking about the whole planet. Flood is coming. I sense in Jesus, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this all over the place, all over the world, different pastors. I've got churches praying like they've never prayed before. I've got people stirring like they've never stirred before. And, you know, I've I've been doing this a long time. I can remember a time in 1992, 1993, where I sensed the same type of thing that I'm sensing today. And we had prayer meetings back then in the first church I was leading. And they they were just prayer meetings that were in the spirit. I don't want to be too deep today, but they were, we weren't just praying for things, we were engaging with the presence of God, we were, we were communing with God, we were prophesying, we were fighting, we were going to war, we were prophesying, we were declaring dead bones raised up again, and in 1993-94, there was the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we've had for a generation. See, when God moves, he moves across the body, he didn't just move in one church. Hello? Now, there may be different things and a grace for it here and a grace for it there. And this church might get into social action and that church might get into praise and worship and this church might get into warfare or something. I don't know. God will do different things with different parts of the body. But as one body, I tell you what, I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It is time for the kingdom of God to forcefully advance again in our generation. And Elijah was not intimidated to declare, I hear the sound. There's the sound of the abundance of rain. Ahab could have laughed at him. In fact, I don't know if he did. I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. Rain? It's been three and a half years. It's got to come sometime, but look, the sky's blue. I want to declare to you today, and I really want to encourage you, don't be afraid to declare the end of your faith, even when other people may laugh at you. Because just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. So he declares to Ahab, go and eat and drink before the rain stops you. I know that's putting two bits together, but that's what's coming out. (coughs) Excuse me. 
Then Elijah does something very significant. He goes up to the top of Mount Carmel and he buries his head in prayer. He buries his head in prayer. Gets rid of all distractions. You see, this is no small thing that's about to take place here. No small thing. Ah, oh, the rain's coming, let's go and watch TV. Now, I like to watch TV like the rest of us. Don't take this literally. But you get what I'm saying. Ah, oh, yeah, the rain's coming. It's life as normal. Now, if you sense the rain's coming, if we sense the rain's coming, we've got a responsibility to do something about it. And James 5 says this. He didn't just say the rain was coming. He prayed and the heavens gave rain. He prayed and the heavens gave rain. He didn't just declare it. He didn't just do it on a Sunday morning. This is my breakthrough. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, his head was between his knees praying. It wasn't just a moment, and I know we sang today, this is my moment, and there are moments, and I, and I understand that, but it never replaces lifestyle. Yeah. Moments crown the lifestyle. Yeah. They don't replace the lifestyle. So there's a moment of rain. There's a moment of breakthrough. There's a moment of Bones rise up. There's a moment of war fall. But that does not replace the prayer that got you to the moment of breakthrough. Are you getting this today? Yeah, are you getting this? There's a breakthrough, but breakthrough does not replace. This is why I thank God for miracles. We prayed for people here this morning. And you know what? God will do a miracle. God will do something that, that, that other people can't do and make a way where there is no way. We understand that, but God doesn't intend us to live at the moment of breakthrough. He intends us to live in the life in the spirit. And as we live in the life of the Spirit, the breakthroughs are less about emergencies and more about victories. Oh, come on. Are you getting this this morning? It's less about trying to get back to zero and more about getting up to plus five. The breakthrough moment. Very powerful. So he goes and puts his head between his knees in prayer just gets rid of all distractions let this be a year of less distractions we all know we live in this world we're never going to have no distractions but you know what some distractions are demonic they're absolutely demonic other distractions are just everyday life and you think okay yeah got to deal with this got to deal with that you just got to keep your head straight Got to keep your eyes set on things above and not on things down here. So let's make sure that, you know, the distractions that are demonic, we deal with in the appropriate way. How do you do that? Amen. <laughs> you ever done that to a bug? I have many times. Many times. Sorry for all you greenies out there that you're fr- I've just killed an ant. Sorry. Or whatever. Cockroaches make an amazing crunch. (laughs) Come on, anybody done a cockroach? Yeah, those nasty fat things. Dear God, I was in this hotel over in um, Akure, Akure, Nigeria. And, oh man, I was in this hotel, (laughs) I went in the bathroom. And then flipping 
cockroaches. Oh, I'm so... <laughs> Man alive. It's <laughs> what you do with demonic distractions. Don't play with them. Don't play with them. Don't spend your time. Oh, look. No, just get on with life. Deal with it in Jesus' name. Take authority, bind, loose, cast out, rebuke, whatever it takes. Other distractions are just everyday life. And actually, if we focus on it, they get bigger. They get bigger. Oh, wow, look at this major problem. Ah, just, just, just keep doing life. He buries his head in prayer. Sends his servant to go up and look. Sends him to observe what's going on out in the sea. But he stays in prayer. He stays in the place of prayer. Nothing's going to move this man. Now, I don't know if he put his head in, the, in, his, in his knees and sent his servant because he didn't want anything to affect his faith on the inside. There are times when you just don't look. Ever been there? Why is it? You know, perhaps get up in the morning, there's that sore throat. First thing you do, go to the bathroom middle. Middle. Bathroom mirror. Uh, why is the first thing we want to do is confirm it in our eyes then you've got a double thing to deal with what you're feeling and what you're seeing there are times to look when your faith is strong enough I'm not moved by what I see but if you are moved by what you see shut your eyes quite simple really if somebody's going to bring fear, anxiety or worry, just don't look. Now, don't just stay in the place where I can't face this. You go to the place and you build your faith. How do you do that? You go to the Word of God. Listen to some good preaching. Get hold, get hold of our podcast. They're online. Go for it. Loads of stuff on YouTube, loads of stuff all over the place. Get hold of the Word of God because faith doesn't grow just by closing your eyes. Faith doesn't grow. Oh, yeah, I'm building my faith. No, you're not. You're just giving your eyes a rest. That's what you're doing. Build your faith. Get in the Word of God. It might take a day. It might take two days. It might take a week. But you know faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. You know when you've heard it on the inside and when you've heard it, you can go to the mirror and then you're not going, ah, oh, oh. You're going, ha, ha, ha. Come on, in Jesus' name. By his stripes, you were healed. And it's a different looking. Are you getting this today? So Elijah buried his head Sent somebody else. But you know what? His servant says, who can be my servant today? Tim, you make a good servant. Okay, servant. You're standing up there. Oh, I'm down here. Servant, I want you to go and have a look. 
Oh, I can't put my head between my knees, flipping at these tight trousers. Nothing worse, nothing worse than a 50-year-old wearing skinny jeans. What is that about? Oh, man, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to oh, sit down. No, I'm not ripping. Man alive. Let's just pretend. Servant, go and see. Go and see. Go. Oh, faithful servant. Now, he's really nervous. Have you ever seen what Elijah does to bad news? Calls down fire. Yeah? Just saying, servant. So off he goes and he looks. Are you looking? And then he goes, uh-oh. Can you see anything? But he comes back and he tells me, so come on, servant. What does he say? There's nothing there. Nothing there at all. Nothing there. How do you feel about that? A bit, bit nervous. But you know what all Elijah does is go again. <laughs> go again. I'm not going to do this seven times. You can sit down. We'll be doing this all day long. There's nothing there. The servant says there's nothing there. Nothing there. Doesn't move Elijah. He says, go again. See, before you see the cloud, the sign that something has shifted, you've got to deal with the place that nothing is happening. Did you get that one? Because just because you can't see it doesn't mean to say it's not real. Before you see the cloud, you will always have to face the nothing is happening season. Whenever you start something by faith, whenever, it will always look like nothing is there. So we've got to get used to that because we're people of faith. We're not those who say, let's wait till something happens, then use our faith on it. No, that's backwards. You use your faith on it before something has happened. I don't know, perhaps you're in the there is nothing stage. Perhaps you're there right now. There's nothing there. Perhaps the doctors have said, there's nothing we can do. There is nothing stage. How does that season feel? How does it feel? Nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. The sky is blue. Nothing's happening. Well, how you deal with it is point number two is you go again. You go again. You go again. You go again. Elijah said, go back and look again. He kept his faith. He kept his, his, his spirit on. He kept his focus on God. Still nothing. Go again. Go again. Still nothing in Jericho. 
march round another time. Still nothing moved? Pray again. Still no harvest? Give again. Still nothing of the breakthrough? Well, praise God again. You see, you keep doing what you're doing until you see the breakthrough. But you won't see the breakthrough if you stop doing what you do. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Just keep swimming. Just keep praising. Just keep declaring. Just keep praying. Just keep giving. Just keep serving. Just keep prophesying. Just keep worshipping. Just keep laying hands on. Just keep prophesying. Just keep pouring on the water. Just keep planting. Just keep standing. Just keep fighting. Just keep seeing. Just keep believing. Just keep listening. Go again. Look at someone say, go again. Come on, say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I can't see it, but I can hear it. So go again. You getting anything out of this today? See, this is what it looks like when you walk by faith. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Elijah still spoke it out even though he couldn't see anything because he knew nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. I was thinking about that the other day. Nothing, you ready for this? To get your head around this. Nothing is impossible with God. The state of nothing is an impossibility with God. Get the cogs going. Do you get that one? The state of nothing is impossible with God. See, I didn't say all things are possible with God. The Bible says all things are possible to he who believes. But with God... The state of nothing happening is an impossibility. Come on, that, that turned my life around. The state of, oh, but there's nothing happening. That's an impossibility. God is doing something. Because God cannot do nothing. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, but the fig tree hasn't moved. No, nothing's changed with the fig tree. Uh, nothing. That state of nothing happening is an impossibility. It's already dying from the roots up. Just because you can't see it, something is happening because God is involved. And if God is involved, something is happening because nothing is an impossibility. Nothing is an impossibility. Oh, but you know what? Nothing's changing in the healing thing. If you've prayed, something's happening. Something's happening. If you prophesied, something is moving because nothing is an impossibility. (laughs) Thank you. Someone's got it. You can never say ever again, nothing's changed. Because something's happening. (laughs) Because with God... 
Nothing is an impossibility. Oh man, I can talk about that all day long. I just think that's amazing. So go again, because something's happening. Nothing's happening. Go again, because something's happening. See, I'm not going to be like the servant, nothing's happening. You see, if he'd got his brain around this and had the spirit of Elijah, he would have come back and said, Elijah, I can't see anything, but something's happening. But he didn't. He just kept coming back. Nothing. Nothing. You see, some people are nothing-minded. Don't let them change your belief and your faith and your stand that something is moving. Ah, oh, the pastor Jay, you know, nothing's happening. Ah, This is my breakthrough. Something's happening. Something's happening. Ah, Pastor Jay, nothing's moving. No, something's moving. Because with God... Nothing is impossible. Seventh time he came back, there was a small cloud. Now it's not nothing, but it's not much. (laughs) Have you ever been there? Breakthrough. What, with that? That little thing? That little sign? What are you talking about? Don't despise the day of small things. Don't despise it. I believe we've got to celebrate the small beginnings because they always lead to great endings if you keep praying. Don't despise them. Celebrate them. Celebrate. No matter how small it is, no matter how small it is, you've got something to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can almost just imagine this sort of servant coming back. Oh, tiny little cloud, tiny little cloud. And I reckon Elijah just, I'm not even going to try it because my, my genes. But um, I reckon he'd been down there and just went, yes! <laughs> and, the, and the servant goes, only a little cloud. <laughs> well, he'd been wrong six times before when he said nothing was happening. Yeah, something. It's not just a little cloud. It's breakthrough. It's breakthrough. It's breakthrough. I prayed it from the place of the unseen to the place of the seen. And once you've made that breakthrough, you've prayed it from where you can't see it to where you can see it. You prayed that. You prayed that. God did it because you prayed it. Once you've crossed that bridge, from the unseen to the seen, you have your greatest victory because you brought it out from the place of just, I, can, I can't see it, but I can hear it, to the place of, it's there, you can touch it. I prayed it into reality. It was real before, but now you can touch it. You can touch it. You can, you can show it. You can put it on a video. There it is. To go from the place of the unseen to the place of the seen doesn't change us, but it changes everything else. It doesn't change where our place and where we're at. Why? Because we're in the place. I can hear it. 
man, I can hear it. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved, but the ground's not wet. The drought is still there. But when you've prayed something from the place of the unseen to the place of the seen, that is the greatest victory. And I believe we've got to celebrate those small beginnings explosively. Because the small beginning is the biggest step. Are you getting this today? Man, this is, that is the biggest step. To go from a small tree to a big tree is just a matter of growth. But to go from the place of no tree to a place of tree is miraculous. The first time, Genesis 1, 11, when God said, let the earth bring forth, let there be a tree. And he created the tree whose seed is in itself. The first tree was the breakthrough. The next one was produce. Once you've moved something from the place of the unseen to the place of the seen, you're set for harvest. You're set for a life of blessing. You're set for that thing. I've got it under my belt now. We can walk in this. We can increase this. We can multiply this. Let's celebrate the small beginnings. Because they may look small on the outside, but they are massive in the spirit. Small beginnings make you strong enough to carry the full blessing when it comes. Oh, there's so much I could say about small beginnings. People want a tower block when they've never built a bungalow. The tower block will kill you. Because everything's a process. You grow your faith. Didn't just go boom. So the devil knows he can't stop the rain. Can't stop the rain. He can't stop the move of God. But what he can try and stop and what he does try and stop is us hearing the sound and going again. Is this sinking in today? This is the heart of this whole series today, right now. He can't stop the rain. He can't stop a revival. He can't stop a move of God. He can't stop an outpouring in a generation. The devil can't stop what God does. Has no, I mean, no way. So what he does try to do is stop us listening and stop us praying. Because if I'm not hearing the sound... I'm not going to have my head between my knees. And if the first time somebody comes back and says there's nothing, I go, oh, I got that wrong then. Get up and go and go and play football. I've done that since I was 12. <laughs> Kicked the ball in the garden a couple of times. But If he can stop us hearing, if he can stop us praying and stop us going again, he never has to try to stop the rain. But we are not of those who draw back in Jesus' name. 
I can hear the sound. Anybody else hear the sound today? Come on, look at someone say, I can hear the sound. Come on, let's have the band back up right now. Pretty much said everything I want to say today. Apart from this last point. And this last point is absolutely key. <laughs> and the third point is this. We've got to know when to start running. We've got to know when to start running. There's a time to pray, but there's a time to jump up, celebrate, shout, spin around, dance, clap, and run. <laughs> All through the process, Elijah did not move his eyes. He had them fixed. He didn't move his head. He didn't move his faith, and he didn't move his prayers. But he knew when the time had come for him to run. <clears throat> the Bible talks a lot about running, talks about I will walk and not be weary, I will run and not faint, mount up with wings as an eagle, renew my youth like the eagles. Habakkuk. Write the vision, make it clear on tablets that they may run who read it. What do you run with? You run with a vision. You run with faith. You run with, with joy. You run with the gospel. Feet shod. Those are not walking shoes. They're running shoes. <laughs> running shoes. Not that I've got a pair. I've got a pair of squash shoes but we do have a running group in the church. I reckon they're prophetic for right now. Go, Rob. All through the process, Elijah didn't move his eyes, but he knew the time when it came. And he started running. And he started running, and it started raining. He got excited about something that everybody else would have apologised about. Oh, it's only a little cloud. It's a bit embarrassing, really. It's only a little cloud. It's only, oh, it's just nothing. Perhaps you're in a hospital room and the blood pressure's high. Lots of other problems. And you're praying and you're laying hands. And the blood pressure comes down five. It's no longer 175 over 120. It's 165 over 110. <laughs> Anybody goes, oh, it's still high. <laughs> oh, it's a cloud. It's a cloud. It's a cloud. If you can't celebrate the small, you'll never get the flood. The flood comes as you celebrate the five. Because as you celebrate the five, come on. Oh, but you know what? You know, oh, man, you know what? Our income has been so down in the business. And oh, it's just, oh, well, we, we've, we made 100,000 loss last year. And this year it's 98. <laughs> it's a cloud. What are you on? It's a 98 grand loss. It's a cloud. Come on now. Go and celebrate the cloud. You gotta run with the sign. Get excited over what God starts. See, people think the only testimony is the testimony 
at the end of the process. No. The greatest testimony is it's gone from the unseen to the place of the seen. And then the next one is, I can see something. That's when you celebrate the greatest. That's when you shout the loudest. That's when you dance the strongest. That's when you start saying to people, something's moving. You're saying it before that, but you're saying it in prayer. He girded up his loins. One translation says this, he got ready to move quickly. Oh, don't you love that? He got ready to move quickly. He didn't have all this stuff flapping around him. Can you imagine him trying to run with a skirt on? No, he grabbed all of that. He tucked it in his belt of truth. Tucked it in what he believed from God. And he got ready to run and he started to run. And as he started to run, the hand of the Lord came upon him. God anoints that which is moving. Take up your bed and walk. When you touch me, I'll get up. No, you get up, I'll touch you. You move, I'll anoint it. God touches your faith. God touches your your standing. God touches your shouting. God touches your celebration. God touches your dancing. God touches your running. God touches your hands raised. God touches your confession. God touches what you do. God touches his hand comes upon your life. And I love the suddenlies in the Bible. Do you love the suddenlies? I love the suddenlies. There's a number of suddenlies in the Bible. Hezekiah had a suddenly. So many people had suddenlies. But you know what? They always seem to come when we've taken the time to push through in faith and prayer. Oh, wow. Suddenly, where did that come from? It came from seven times, go again. It came from prayer. It came from, it'll rain when I say it's going to rain. Then the suddenlies break through. That's when carnal people see it because they didn't see anything beforehand. But we're people of faith. We've been on the process. So the suddenly is when everybody else sees it. The suddenly is the crowning of what I've been hearing for the last three and a half years. For three and a half years, Elijah was in survival. His needs were met. The oil grain, the ravens, the brook, but there's a time to start running. The hand of the Lord came upon him, and at that point he did what only God can do. He ran faster than the chariot. He ran faster than the king. You know the Bible says that the reaper will overtake the sower? You can't get it in the ground quick enough when the hand of the Lord comes upon your life. (laughs) Come on, somebody receive that today. Somebody receive that. I'm prophesying all through this message. The drought is over in Jesus' name. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. You can't get it in the ground quick enough. The hand of the Lord empowers us ahead of the situation. 
I see us running ahead of our enemies. I see the blessing of the Lord overtaking us. I see us running ahead of the challenges set before us. I see us running ahead of the things which want to hold us down or hold us back. I see us running ahead of the hurdles and looking back on the problems. I see us running ahead of the frustrations. I see us running ahead of the storms of life. And it's all because we can hear something that other people can't hear. Let's stand to our feet today in this place. Do you get anything out of that? Let's lift our hands in this place today, shall we? There are some people in this room who've got to stop saying nothing's happening. There's no change. There's some other people in this room today, you've got to put your head between your knees and get into that place of prayer. Come on, let's spend some time with God right now. There are some other people in this room who need to say, go again. Go again. How many times do we have to go again till it goes from you can't see it till you can see it? Just keep going again. Now, I love the fact he went seven times, but that's a sign of a God thing. Number, that's the seven, is the number of completion, the number of God. There are other people here today, you've got to gird up your loins in Jesus' name. You've got to gird up your loins because it's time to run. <laughs> it's time to celebrate. It's time to shout and dance and clap. There's other people in this room that it's time to run. It's time to run. I want us to receive this today. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of miracles. I hear the sound of healing. I hear the sound of the end of the drought. I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of enemies running in terror. I hear the sound of families reuniting. I hear the sound of barriers breaking down. I hear the sound of prison doors opening. I hear the sound of chains being removed. I hear the sound of fire falling. I hear the sound of multitudes turning to Jesus. I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind of the Holy Spirit. I hear the sound of a new double anointing on the lives of people. I hear the sound of wealth pouring into the kingdom. I hear the sound of a godly and pure sexual revolution. I hear the sound of chains breaking. I hear the sound of the favor of God on every front. I hear the sound of God's temple filling with the glory of God. I hear the sound of revival breaking out. I hear the sound of a nation 